welcome to Uncut Jewels, a podcast featuring some of my favorite musicians and the great work of their lives, changing the world one song at a time. I'm your host, Kristen Jewell, and I'm excited to share my crazy world with you. So let's get to it. Come on in. Well, hello. Welcome to Uncut Jewels. I'm Kristen Jewell, founder of Uncut. We're very excited. We've got Sparkles here. I don't know if you can see, but Sparkles is in the backdrop. He's waiting. He's excited. I've decided that Sparkles is identifying as a he, and I think that's okay. So we're just going to let it be. Oh, hi, everybody's here. Thanks for joining us on a Tuesday night. It's the last one in October. I cannot believe it. I don't know what happened to this year. I mean, nobody does really, but yeah crazy. Also, just as a reminder, Jessica and Ruby have recently put out some singles and an EP, which we're going to talk about tonight with Jessica. So if you haven't listened to it, please go add it to any playlist you have or share it or save it or like it or do anything. Um, We really appreciate it. And uh, I know she's not going to She's not going to really lay that on when we're in this uh, talk today, but I am. So, <laughs> so please, please, please listen to the, listen to their tunes and let us know what you think. Uh, anyway, and now to be able to get more in depth behind what happened in the making of I'm Learning with Jessica Childress and Rune Westberg, let me introduce and welcome Jessica Childress and Rune Westberg. Hey! Hey, welcome. Hello. <laughs> welcome, welcome, <Princess>. welcome. <laughs> Jessica's right. here. Thank you. <laughs> so welcome back to both of you. I know, Rune, you did this with us a couple of weeks ago before you went home with Ruby. And now we're back. And Jessica, you were on with everyone before with Ruby talking about mental health back in May, I think. May, yeah. Long time. Crazy. It's been a minute. Yeah. So thanks for coming, both of you. So Obviously, we've got a lot to cover tonight, and I'm really excited. But I wanted to stop and ask, how are you both doing, and where are you guys? Room go! I'm back. I'm back home. I just came home from two weeks in Europe, visiting family. And, uh, yeah, so I have family. I'm originally from Denmark, but I also have family living in the south of France. And because of the travel situations right now, and because I'm living with a U.S. Um, person, who only has a U.S. passport. We were not, we had to travel by car all the way through Europe and it was really a fantastic trip. So we drove from Copenhagen, we flew to Copenhagen and then we drove all the way through Germany into France, visited with a friend of mine in Paris for a couple of days. We drove down to the South Coast and stayed in Cannes for a week and then drove back home through um, the, the wine regions in France, through Rhone and Alsace, and up through Germany back to Copenhagen. Yeah, we and then should not have back. asked you this question. <laughs> <laughs> it was a really fantastic trip. But, you know, Corona <laughs> yeah. is everywhere, guys, in the sense that, you know, you we were the only tourists on the continent. That was wow. just the fact. It was Europe was empty. No. There was nobody there other than the wow. people in the actual countries. Like it's right. us driving through Europe on this, on the, you know, the foreign license plates from Denmark with like, there's nobody else. Like we're the wow. only ones. Mm. But, um, wow. That's crazy. Wow. That is pretty intense. Well, I'm glad you're back safe and sound. You know, we love Europe and uh, it's funny to think I did that exact drive last year when we were on tour with Hamish, where we took the, the boat, that big ferry huge ferry boat that was crazy from uh from denmark down to germany Mm -hmm. yeah 
yeah. Where you put the car on it. Yeah. It exactly. Super cool. yeah. 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 It was amazing. Yeah. All right, Jessica, this is going to be a hard one to follow. Um, so I learned how to pilot a plane and I flew myself to, um, no, I've just, amazing. <laughs> I've just been here in LA. I've been good. It's been a, it's been a really crazy time to be in this country. There's a lot of really intense energy, but for me personally, I have to say it's been such a wonderful season of life. Um, a lot of work, surprisingly, a lot of personal growth. I'm enjoying just being a little bit more laid back these days. Yeah. Good. Great. That's great. Well, and obviously we're going to get to our work together really soon, but I wanted to also ask, I know Rune, we sort of touched on this a little bit when you were on the last time, but can you maybe quickly just remind us about your music journeys in case somebody's just coming in and don't doesn't know who you who you are and like when did you start your music career and maybe like touch on what was your first memory with music i um i started out uh, as a young kid and and played in bands from when i i mean when i got my first guitar i was really not interested in taking lessons or anything so i pretty much formed a band within the first year of me having my first guitar and then from there on, it was just playing in bands. It was the only thing I was interested in. So through high school, I was playing in bands. And then I actually got signed with a band straight out of high school. And then we started making records and touring. And then the band broke up. And then another band came along. And then I started, you know, getting into recording. And I built a studio, started producing for other people, writing for other people. And then, I mean, I've just done pretty much everything. I also, for a moment, I was training as a, you know, engineer tape up engineer i was just i wanted to learn how to record music so i was an engineer trainee for a year or two in a studio in copenhagen and so i've, I've done you know anything from touring with other people to being in a band to being a solo artist i also yeah i did a solo album that once too and Ooh, and then yeah. i've been mixing and producing and writing and comes to music and what i enjoy the most is just being part of it that's that's all that matters to me. Gotcha. I just want to be part of it, you yeah. know. Gotcha. Do you remember your first music memory? Actually, yeah. I actually, I know. There's one thing that was really strong for me. As I might have been probably, I want to say about ten years old, and I was at a party with my parents, where one of my dad's college, my my, I, my parents were pretty young when they had me, and they were in college. I was probably like, I want to say nine, 10 years old. And we were at this party where one of my dad's friends were playing. He had a band and I thought it was the coolest thing. Everybody else at the party liked fucking band. I was sitting on a chair in the middle of the room listening to the band while all the adults were in the bar. And it was just me right there. And I thought it was the coolest thing in the world. This <laughs> band was so cool. And the band must have hated me. <laughs> Can you imagine playing just one kid sitting on a chair and all yeah, the adults that's pretty were gnarly. in the bar? <laughs> Better than zero. Like, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I played zero many times. <laughs> it happens. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a good one. So nine. Yeah. All right. So formative years included it. That makes sense. Nine. All right, Jessica, you're up. So I want to talk about, you know, where you were born, where you were raised and your musical inclinations. And at some point, touch on your first uh, memory. It's all, kind of, it's all kind of like included. So I grew up just outside of LA, like maybe like LA proper, maybe 90 minutes outside of LA in, you know, a pretty unusual environment. It, I grew up in a very, very religious environment. 
where I was at church literally every day. I went to the church school that was like on the campus. So there's like this 40 acres of land. And I spent 98% of my time on this campus. So obviously my first memories of music are so wrapped up in that. My first mm-hmm. memories of music are, you know, being really teeny tiny. My dad used to sing in the church choir. And my mom used to sing in the church choir. So I guess being in church and hearing, I mean, because the music is such a big part of the the service. So listening to that music was definitely my first, my first memory. And it's so funny because like Lancaster is so close to LA, but it might as well be West Texas. No offense, people that live there. But y'all, yeah, it's far. Y'all know it's a different one. It's 90 minutes. <laughs> And a different one. Yeah. <laughs> so do so basically your first memory was church. Church. Church, church music. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. And that yeah. was all well, that for seventeen years. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. That's a long time. I know we're gonna touch on how that impacted the work were released that you've released in a second. But yeah, I mean, it's just kind of like just to take that, like set the 17 year old Jessica. Did she listen to like popular music too? Did she know what rock and roll was like? I mean, I, you know, I was in in the world. So we went to the grocery store and shopping mall. So that was really my only actual exposure to secular culture writ large. Mm. So when I turned 17 and I went to college, because I left that place that I had been since I was two and then went to college and I was like, I'm allowed to wear pants. I I went to the movies for the first time. I was like, a whole new world. Yeah, wow. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. Wow. All right. So so basically you've completely you're like you walk into the world and you you're just like, this is all new to me basically at college. Yeah. 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 That's crazy. <laughs> at what point did you actually know you were gonna have a musical career? <laughs> Last week? Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> what? And that's a that's okay. so funny. Like I never I don't know that I really acknowledge that I have a career in music, honestly. Honestly, mm-hmm. a career in music until you know, maybe twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. When I realized I pay each and every one of my bills making right. music. Yeah, that's great. So yeah. two years ago I realized that I I, I wanted okay. to have a career. All right. Okay. Kind of coincides with meeting Rune too, I think. <laughs> so it was about the same time. Actually, yeah. yeah. Very interesting. So, okay, that dovetails nicely. I know the answer to this, but I'm going to let you guys tell the story about how you guys met. With Desi, right? No. I, okay. So then I will tell the story. <laughs> so you got a phone call. We got a phone call to work with Rune and we set you up for your for a co-write, you got sick or your mom, you couldn't come. And then, and then it was all these other things that happened and we had Hamish in there and everything. And then you guys actually, I think it might be the Desi thing could be the first time you did that. Yeah. We did a co-write with Desi Valentine, which was so much fun. I mean, at that point I hadn't really done any or many co-writes at all. So I was very nervous. I have this thing where I'm nervous, where I'm like, if I just like twisted my ankle and like, that's like a reasonable excuse not to show up. Cause I get so 
paranoid. And I got in there and the studio was like in this magical backyard and there were like birds chirping and like a hammock. And I was like, okay, all right, we're going to be fine. And yeah. And Mm -hmm. the three of us wrote like a really beautiful song that ended up, I think on what Desi's one of Desi's records Uh, or maybe not. Maybe people haven't heard yet. I can tell you people have not heard that song yet and they need to hear it. Yeah. Very soon. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can, we can talk about a love song. Yeah. Yeah. You guys did it. I I think, so correct me if I'm wrong. I actually think the first song we wrote was uh, Fair Fight. Remember that song? Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. It does make Uh, sense. Yeah. Which, which is a really, really wonderful song, but it just has the trademark of, of, uh, you know, people yeah, searching yeah. for whatever they're wanting to do. Cause, and then we wrote the Desi song after that, as far as I yeah. remember. And then once we wrote, once we had the session where we wrote Walk With Me, that's yeah. when everything changed totally. Yeah. Well, so that, and that was, that was a great point because I remember like, okay, so I think when we finally came to you and we we're like, oh, we have something that's like the walk with me and beyond. Yeah. And you guys were like, really like vibing super well. I think there was like a point where Jessica and I were like, where do we take this? Like, where do we, there was how do no we make question. this? Once yeah. you walk with me, I remember Rune, we, when I had tracked, when I just had done the last, yeah. and we were finished, we were like, what just happened? Wait a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait a second. Yeah. We just made absolute magic. And far and beyond any other song I've ever written, that is the best song I've ever written in my life. It's about, yeah. For me too, it's one of the best songs I've ever been part of. I mean, I have to be totally honest. It's like, yeah, that song is fucking epic. And, it's magic. Uh, so once we wrote that song for me, when I had like some songs that were like very not even realized at all, some songs that I kind of had an idea, I knew that I needed a collaborator and not, you know, there's so many producers and writers, especially that are as accomplished as you, Rune, that you bring something to them and they're like, this is what we're going to do. This is what it's going to be. And I knew that there was so much vulnerability around these songs that I needed to go to somebody who, A, I could be vulnerable with B is going to like have the sauce C that I could really like, we could really meet somewhere beautiful. And it was, I mean, Kristen was like, what are you thinking? I'm like, let's, let's go to Rune. Let's see if he's free. I remember exactly where I was when that happened. I I'll never forget it. And I, and I remember thinking, we're going to need to explain this to Rune. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. that was the point where you, you had done some things in your own. I mean, what was the song? Uh, Little Town has existed. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For, for, you know, like, and I've loved, everybody loves that song and, you know, it had never been recorded. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have that time that, yeah, it's like, a, we had to like have that conversation. Like how comfortable are you taking work that has partially existed for a long period of time and helping it to sonically match, frankly, with Walk With Me. I mean, Walk With Me was just this sound piece, you know, like we knew that was like special. I also think we, we with, especially with, I mean, Little Town was also a song that you you had written from a different place than you actually wanted it to be. 
yeah. that's what I sensed. I sensed that you had not experienced the balls to actually, you know, the courage to actually, I don't think you'd even acknowledged at the time that it was about your childhood yeah. in the sense that you were scared to dig into it. Because I, I remember that session. It was a really intense session. We were very emotional, both of us, when we were talking about what this song was about, how we, and when we worked through the lyrics to get it to say what was really what we were trying to say, right? Because there was there were lines in the in the original version that were throwaway, yeah, mm. and also like yeah, like no, no, on the verge of it, <laughs> trying to choose it after we were trying. To, you know what I mean? It was like really a weird. No, we don't. Sort of, uh, we couldn't hear you. <laughs> you cut out. No, it was like you were. Same. It was like you were. You were saying something in one line, and then you were almost making an excuse for it in the next line. That's what I was sensing when I was reading the first lyrics. You were. You were. You were. You know. And oh, we're getting some interference here. Oh. No, actually, we're just playing this song lightly so people can get a sense of like the sort of heaviness and the sound of it all, you know, because this really is different for Jessica. And like everything about this is a, is just, I don't know, it's a, it's a touch. It's, it's a touch. Yeah. I think that I yeah. needed, when I needed you to call bullshit on some of this, I think I needed you to call bullshit and say, hey, here's the thing, like you're, some of these lines are not even singing anything at all what does this yeah. actually mean let's actually talk about the real shit and i hadn't i hadn't had the courage to do it and yeah. and we did well there was a lot of tears a lot of tears yeah. But a lot oh, yeah. of real shit, which is like the, that's what it's all about. I mean, that's, those are the songs that matter. And those are the things that musically are going to move people. It's when shit matters. I mean, if you got to put your, you got to put yourself on the line out there. I mean, again, I'm, I'm a songwriter and a producer, but I'm more than that. I'm a person who's trying to help be the catalyst of the artist I'm sitting in front of. Like, mm-hmm. It's my job when you come to me and you play something to me and you tell me something, I have to understand what you are talking about. And then I have to be brutally honest and tell you what I think you're talking about. <laughs> you're and, a singular collaborator. Singular. But if, I if, just, go ahead. It's, that's, because again, it takes a thousand times more courage for you to put out these songs than it does for me. Because these are not, these are not songs about me. I've been a part of facilitating them and I've been a part of, you know, helping you express what it is you need to express. But these are your story. These songs are your story, not right? So you're, you're... you're... Yes and no. I mean, I agree with you. This is my story for sure. But being more, I think you're way more than a facilitator because, you know, in terms of like just the pure songwriting of it, there was so much that I I hadn't been able to put language around. Yeah. And, um, and you like took some of like the crazy, like my crazy way of expressing how I'm feeling, which is kind of weird to be honest. And you put language around this world and help create this world where my stories could live. So it wasn't just you like facilitating. It was really you creating the world where all of this could live. And I don't think that's I could. A, one, that's a beautiful way to put it. I mean, um, I love, the, I mean, I think you're saying the same thing. And I, I think I dream about being the person that can be 
a part of, I mean, can help an artist create a universe where they can express themselves. Mm. And I think because that can be really, really hard to define yourself. It can be really hard to create because how are you going to find the words and the universe and the imagery and the things where your person belongs in? Yeah. Because we have to understand that songwriting is a fiction at the end of the day, right? It's, mm. It is a fiction that you create for other people because they're never going to know your exact, they're never going to know exactly what you're talking about, right? So, so, and you can't, if you just say things completely bluntly and completely without filter, it's not going to connect. It never right. does, right? It never does. So, so that's where, you know, that's where my tools come in handy. Yeah. In terms of saying, what if I see this for me, I see you existing in this place where, you know, where these images work and where we can tell this story in this kind of way. And yeah, I'm very happy you put it that way. That really makes sense to me. That makes sense to me. You're a creator of worlds, my dear friend. (laughs) safest and you it's like the other thing is you create the safest space the safest space to just be you know when walk with me came out a few weeks ago and i was trying to figure out how i wanted to what i wanted to say how i wanted to write about it i kind of got into how i was in such a dark place and I didn't want to go into the studio. I didn't feel like I had anything really to give. And we just sat and talked for a little while. And you played those chords on the piano, that piano right there. And we both just like, were so free. And that, that was new for me. That was like a very new experience to be open and vulnerable like that with someone else. And I've now realized like, that's where the magic is. Like that is where the magic is. And then we just continued that through the whole process. So, oh, go ahead. Can I? Yeah, yeah. Cause I wanted to break that down. So go ahead, please. There's one line in a little, sort of a little, um, remember that we were talking about, I mean, the walk with me was, you know, we were talking about a song about feeling um, what can you say if, about feeling safe in the world? And we were talking about an experience you had walking home one night with you know homeless people in the streets with their you know mm-hmm. fires in the in the oil tents and whatnot. And I was like, why don't we just put that line in the song, right? When yeah. the world is when the streets are full of monsters lighting fires in the dumpsters, and we're like. Yeah. Because mm. it's a weird line. It's so weird, and I love it. It's so weird, but it makes so much sense, both as an mm-hmm. image and yeah. as a actual. Because that's what it, that was an actual experience for you that we just put right in the song. It's like okay, yeah, right there. So good. Yeah. Ugh. Okay, Kristen. I'm sorry. We. Yeah. We're- no, you're fine. I just was trying to think of. So, like, obviously, like, clearly, there's a lot of magic and connection between the two of you. And I think, like, hypercritical to have a successful partnership in production with an artist is be able to. You know, I always say, like, what we try to do is create a sacred st- a space for the artistic and the creative process too. Because if you're not trying to do that for someone, then you're you're just talking at them, right? So you want them to feel really good. But I was kind of trying to figure out, like, the idea of production between the two of you like what started first i mean i know like walk with me and little town were really different in the sense that little town came formed to a certain extent but then like i'm learning also like like can you talk a little bit about where did you guys meet to commence some of these stronger 
song designs and was it like production musically first or was it the lyrics that drove it drove it like how how much of that was you know the start that was 100% rune he so (laughs) because I always want to like dress everything up to be like like Christine and like have this veneer over it because I felt like Mm. maybe some of this was too personal and I remember so many times like can we put but can we add, but what do you think about, and he's like, nah, see, no. Mm -mm." Mm. And like Rune really led the charge of like, let's keep this honest. Let's keep this real. We don't need to dress it up. Like it's perfect as is with, I mean, it's only, I think I only like really appreciate that now because for, for a while, it's like, there should be more stuff. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Restraint. Yeah. Again, having, having worked for many, many years with artists, um, it seems that the more personal things are, the more scared mm. people are of getting, letting their voices being heard too clearly. Right. So that's always like a giveaway for me. It's like if so, there's there's something that's always very, very clear uh, as a producer is when I don't understand what the artist is singing. It's because the lyric is shit. It means that mm. they're not. No, there's nothing wrong with the artist. It just means we wrote the wrong lyric because. Yeah. Mm. If they're not singing it in a way that I can understand it, it means they have no interest mm. in communicating, right? So, that's a good and point. when I understand every fucking word and I understand everything that's going on, I it means there's something going on here. And then the artist usually comes to me and says, "We need to add a lot more shit to this to bury me in it." So that means there's really something going on. Right? <laughs> so that makes me want to go. No, we're going to strip this down to just one instrument and a vocal because that's. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you are telling a story and the more powerfully you're telling, especially with an instrument like yours, which is like one of the most beautiful voices I've ever worked with in my whole entire life. And like that voice is like, I don't want to put anything around it. I just want to leave it alone. So I'll go along with putting a little bit on there, but I really, really don't want to go overboard. Like, let's right. just fucking keep it. Like, Do you remember when we cut I'm Learning and I was like, let's add like some bongos and can we add like, I, re- I remember talking to you and we're like, you were so sweet, <laughs> but you're just like, no. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Let, let me just send, let me just send it to you. Like how I think. And then I heard and, and I realized immediately that putting bong, bongos, Jess. I actually went to a, a, to a whole production of that song and, um, and it just didn't work. It just didn't work. And I, I will never play it to you because then you're going to be like, yeah. so, it's so perfect as is. It's, it's so perfect as is. No, it's I like, like that. It's, it's, I did, I did a full production with drums and bass and horns and everything. And because it's got a tempo and, but yeah, yeah it does. Oh, it so- got lost in there a little bit. I mean, yeah. everything could get lost in that song and that lyric that I'm so proud of those lyrics. We really, yeah. we really went there. And I think we really, I mean, I hate to toot our horn, but we, we nailed it. <laughs> well, that's why you're here. I would say you nailed it. I mean, like you said, it's been like one of the most, you know, powerful things you've released since we've been working together since 2016. So I'm, you know, I think it's very, it's a big 
conversation. I will never forget Rune texting and saying how brave you were after the sessions. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, you know, it's, I mean, we work with lots of producers. It's not like people are coming to me being like, she's so like, you know, like they're like, she's amazing. But that word was the first time it was like really vulnerable, really open. You were trying new things, new sounds. I think just even the stripped back part alone, but yeah, it kind of carried through, through the whole, the whole journey that you guys had. I, it was, that's a, that was a first for me. That was a a hundred percent a first. And it's, you know, where the level <laughs> to be totally honest, like the level of depression that I was in when we wrote these songs was not insignificant. No, yeah. I, 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 and I recognize yeah. that. And I, I, I know that. Yeah. And, but there's and, also, there's also great gifts to be had from really bad misery in, in the sense that it, no, it opens, it opens your fucking channels, right? It's like, yeah. It's, yeah. And if, if you dare go there, you can get some, you, and as we did, we got some really good stuff, really good stuff. And not just the music, honestly, Ryan, like, yes, we created, I would say the most, the body of work that I'm the most deeply proud of. Yeah. But also that time in the studio with you was so deeply healing. And I think for me too. Yeah. It was so special. And I think that writing these songs, having all those deep conversations, those hours that we spent, I would just sit on your couch and cry and smoke cigarettes. And then we would uh, write songs. Yeah. I think that that was a huge, huge piece in me being where I'm at today. Huge. I love you to pieces. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> sometimes songwriting can be a lot more than you think. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. A lot more. Shelly calls it song sex. It's, it can be very intimate. It is. It's. It's very intimate. It's not mm-hmm. just you're sharing. I mean, I, I would say sometimes it feels a lot more intimate than sex in the sense I that agree. you're, you're mm-hmm. going to a place where it's like, a, you know, like just do do what you have to do or right. just fucking leave. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's just, yeah. okay, yeah. I'm here. Okay, fuck it. I'm just going to go there. Oh, right? And if you have great. the balls to do it, it can be fantastic and, and heartbreaking and awful and like really uncomfortable. But but, yeah. but it's possible if you if ultimately if, healing. Yeah, if you respect, if you ex, like accept the situation you've been put in, which is now you have a day with another person where that is completely open to whatever. Yeah, and then you just dig in, right? Mm. And that's that's a gift. And then, so when do you guys know it's done? When do you know the song is done? When did you know that you've served the song and it's just ready to go? I don't. Rune does. I'm not the one that says it's done. I will work on a song forever and ever. That's why I'm so grateful for you, Rune, that you were like, no. That's one of my, but I say that's one of the things I do best as a a producer and a songwriter is I, I'm really good at saying stop, like saying, okay, this is it. Okay. I mean, you, you, there's, you very quickly get to a point in uh, both in writing and in production where things don't get better. They just get different. Right. That's a great way to say that. So, yeah, you make little changes. They're like, yeah, so the word is now blue instead of red, or the word is now this and that, and there's now a snare drum and a tambourine instead of it. And you're like, 
yeah, that works totally fine. Right. But we're, it's not getting better. It's just right. getting a little bit different. We cha- um, I changed some things at the last minute. I changed one thing. I changed one thing at the last minute. In Walk With Me, there was originally a, uh, an intro. I wanted yeah. to change so many things. The emails back and forth are like, what if we change this sound? What if we do that? What if we add this? What if we add that? And then I got a lot of like, uh, no, it's kind of perfect as is. And then I had one change. I was like, let's just come in with the vocal and walk with me. And it was one of those things where it's, it wouldn't get better or worse. It would just be like slightly different. And I think it works. That's yeah. my like, my only positive thing. <laughs> oh, the intro was huge because that was a that was a waste of time. And it's also like was it was a little confusing because there was no tempo. So it makes a lot more sense to just go straight on the vocal. Like why not? Mm. Yeah. That's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. Well done. Excellent. Well, good. all right. So now, now that you guys have had this journey together, looking back on it, you know, what, what would you say is like the key ingredient to your success? Honesty, like honesty and openness. Just be like, just don't be scared of it. Like, don't be scared to just, if you want to write real music, you've got to be a real person and you, you got to just fucking do it. Like it, there's no, there's no hiding and there's no, there's no pretending and there's no recipe. Like the only thing we can do is try to be the most authentic versions of ourselves in the situation where we're writing music with other people. And then we're going to get the most authentic and real results. And I think our relationship is a very real example of that. 100%. The the moment we we decided, both of us, to be like, we're just going to dig in. We we are just going to dig into this relationship and try to really go there. The song, I mean, there's a huge difference from Fair Fight to walk with me like that's like oh yeah right two worlds in between yeah and that's the difference between going in opening up being honest being brave enough to just be like okay let's go there let's do what we need to do and let's not bullshit right we're not you know trying to do anything you know what's funny to me is that you're such a straight shooter and if if you were to ask me you know not knowing you like is that is being a straight shooter something that would make you feel super safe and like to be able to open up and go as deep as was necessary would have been like no way but i've learned through this whole process that your authenticity and your willingness to be so present and so honest with me was like the safest most nourishing environment for me to because i'm not listen you listen to my previous record and there's some there's some there's some there's some but it's really cute it's like me trying to be cute and that's super evident and this i just felt like let me just let's just do it i felt ready i felt safe i felt like i you're bringing it so hard you're bringing it so beautifully okay let me rise to this occasion and i think you set up a really beautiful high ass bar for me to rise to and rune this is an unprecedented thing for me like because of you i'm here and i can't go back like that's amazing what a gift you've given me <laughs> you 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 did this yourself let's just put it that way okay but, well agree but i have to I'm, I'm, again i have to be i think i was very 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 aware that something very special was going on with you both personally and musically in these sessions and 
and that's 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 something you sense as a you know a, a music as a partner. You sense that we got it. We got it. This is the moment we got to take what we we. This is we have to write this story right now because she's ready for it, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, I love that. That's great. Okay. So Jessica, what do you think was, you know, the sort of like key ingredient that you feel now in your relationship with Rune is like the standout descriptor? For me, like I said, like I really, I mean, in actual real time blossom during this period of life, like I was going through it and having the, the space to just, you know, it's not, listen, I don't, I'm not the girl that like goes into the studio and cries. So no, I no like I, up until this project, like, and you even said Rune, like I would have never, I've never seen this side of you, this vulnerable side. And it's awesome. And thank you for bringing that in here. So I think for me, the pivotal thing was a permission to, to really bring my most authentic self, the safe, the super safe and like supportive space of being able to really dig in. And then the curiosity, like I think Rune brings a ton of curiosity to each session where he doesn't just want to like, okay, let's listen to this song. Okay. This is what I think could be cool. It's not, it's cerebral, but it's also from a deep place of curiosity and pulling stuff out. And there's also that like little magic. Like we just have a vibe. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. That's good. That's great. Definitely. Yeah. So- Basically, he's a magic. That's that net. The ingredient is magic. Actual and factual. Magic doesn't happen. It's what you know. If I could write music like this every day on my own, I would fucking do. Like you know, it's like it's not. That's not the the, the point. Is magic happens when things collide, yeah. right? Like that's where it happens. It doesn't just come out like yeah. That's the thing. Just, no, I get it. I love it. Bearing witness. It's true. There's truth in there. It's great. Well, it makes me happy. It always is just so nice to hear like, oh my God, look what we did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, wow. This is That's amazing. how I feel right now when I listen to these songs. And um, yeah, yeah. They're, That's they're, a- I, I feel immensely proud and like really like it's, we, we did some real shit here some really really yeah really. and then we have a testament to it too now because you can see you know people have responded to it not just you know fans of jessica's but also the industry you know we've definitely had more support for this than we haven't ever than so, anything come yeah like literally everything i've done in the past with one exception because i i played a festival and people put it on and it's like playing in walgreens and stuff with one ex- with the exception of the song that plays in Victoria's Secret and Walgreens, right. Walk With Me has more streams in like 14 days than yeah. all of my other songs combined. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we found it. We found a niche for you. <laughs> so out the niche is just like being honest. Be it's real. just like being Jessica. How about that? Oh, mm-hmm. it's just it's me. But th- that's the thing that there's like. When are we going to start writing again? I'm like, I'm ready. Uh, I'm ready. Yeah. Well, that takes up to the next thing. What's next for everybody? What about um, more songs. More songs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, more songs. That's all right. That's easy. Yeah. <laughs> 
So we've got, yeah, we've got the, so the EP's out. We've had some great support. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to Pandora. Thanks to Apple Music. I mean, thanks to Shazam. Thanks to ASCAP. Thanks to everybody who's been like on my hit list and just really responded. Yay. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for everybody. And I don't know Mm -hmm. who's watching because I don't have the thingy up, but to all the people that have like messaged me and DM'd me and told me their stories, I just want to say like, A, I read everything. Some of the things I haven't responded to just because I really want to be thoughtful and and present in my response. And I am a whirling dervish at the moment, but I see you and I'm grateful. And if if past is prologue, if you're in it, it, just keep going because it's not... It's not forever. Look at me. Yeah, you always get that chance. And room. <laughs> okay, so now, obviously, I know Chris, you're going to have a Christmas song out, though, too. So we do have that coming in December. And this song is also going to be in a movie called Princess of the Row, which is releasing Thanksgiving Day weekend. Plug. If you have a moment, please go and pre-order Princess of the Row, because that will mean a lot to them. And uh, you'll get to hear on her trailer another song she did, too. So Jessica basically helped to shape some of the sounds in that, uh, the songs in that movie. Uh, So that'll be a beautiful thing to come out Thanksgiving weekend. And you'll get to hear Walk With Me in that, which I'm psyched about. And then right after that, and the credit. Um, It's a beautiful movie. It's a beautiful film. It's about a homeless veteran who ends up homeless and how it really highlights so much of the of the homeless problem in Los Angeles Mm -hmm. nationwide, really, and highlights like it's not just the people that you see on Skid Row or that you see outside of the 7-Eleven. These people are fathers and mothers and daughters and sons and have families. And I think it, it does a beautiful job of humanizing something that sadly we've just grown so accustomed to seeing. So super recommend. Yeah. It's a beautiful heartfelt story too. I love you. Um, Okay. So uh, sometimes we get a chance to talk to, you know, up and coming artists. Um, So there might be some people listening now that are like, wow, I wish I had that experience. What kind of advice would you give, you know, some young musicians that are coming up both from like finding a producer, finding a co-writer, like, is this something they should do on their own? Should they just, you know, Anything that you have any advice for young kids? Just be 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 authentic. Just mm-hmm. no bullshit. Like forget about the bullshit. Like, yeah, I'd also say I'd also have add, the balls to tell. Sorry. Oh no, Always. have the balls to say what you cut out at the end. Yeah, Ooh, to, <laughs> have the balls to say what you cut out. Oh, have the have the balls to tell your own story, like ah. your story. Yeah. Like this is don't be don't try. I mean, if you 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 your story is important. It doesn't you every story is important, and and you that's the most important story you have to you have no. I mean, the story you have it's your story. You have no other story. You could I mean, obviously, yes, you can tell a million different stories, but I bet you the one that's going to resonate more with people is your own. It's rude. Yeah, really. Yeah. I would add to that, like, I'm, that would be my advice too. And just by way of anecdote, I've spent so many years trying to figure out what the industry wants from me, looking at other R&B artists, trying to be Sharon Jones and the Dap Kings, trying to be SZA, 
trying to do all these things and nothing worked until, you know, I wrote the songs that mattered, that were real, that were honest. And I think finding collaborators that you trust, that you like, that 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 you would just have a, a beer with and like invite to your home for dinner. I think that that makes such a huge difference. And um, don't be afraid to write bad songs. Right. Oh, I mean, it's, it's fine. Usually bad songs are just lack of courage. That's um, usually what they are. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Bad songs are like right. usually people trying to sound yeah. like something or be like They're something. In their head. Yeah. Like yeah. all those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So my last question for you guys, and thank you for joining us tonight. We really, it's a, hopefully people appreciate it. This will live on as a little stamp, timestamp of your amazing relationship and collaboration. But we'd love to ask both of you, what is one song you wish you had written or produced? Produced is for you, if you want to answer it that way. Or you could say written, whatever you decide. Okay, so... I decided to take this question to a place of like, what song could I have written that would just buy me a house? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I'm just going to keep it real. Because sometimes you've got to just make a singable song so that you have money for your passion. And that is that, what is the song that I came up with? <laughs> okay, we can't afford it. <laughs> right, exactly. We can't afford it. Yeah, now you got to clear that shit. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Good luck with like that. Could have been anything. MLC <laughs> day today, too. Could have been anything. <laughs> just kidding. We just said the lyrics. Uh, that's a good choice, though. I do. Uh, and as your manager, I agree with you. That's a great choice. <laughs> Let's make money. Money. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Rune, you're up. I I mean, last last time I, I, uh, I remember I said Thunder Road with... Bruce Springsteen, yes. which I think is Bruce Springsteen. Built. That's right. And still the same. This time, I no. This time, I'm going to go with. So that's a very. It's a very heady song. It's a song that's beautifully crafted and lyrically perfect, and everything's just fucking amazing. Um, so I'm actually going to go with um, "Lean on Me" this time, which <laughs> that time. song is just musically. It's so yeah. perfect. Like it's there's insane. It's insane. It's, it's built. It's it's built on. It's so simple, and it's mm-hmm. one. Boom, 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 boom. Uh, no, it, it's just like yeah. No, it's called "Lean On," right? Somebody to lean on. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. There's lyrically, there's so little in that song, but everything's just so melodically perfectly put together that you just like you're sold from the very first note of the song. And there's not, there's mm-hmm. not. That song is perfect. Just mm-hmm. perfect. agreed. Yeah, totally. Can I amend? Yeah. No, it is called <laughs> "Lean On," right? I, it's Lean yeah, On. Yeah, yeah. Lean On is the other yeah, one. Yeah, the dance yeah. one. I amend. Yeah. So my song, to, the song I wish to like be rich is Live in La Vida Loca because I'm not an idiot. But the yeah. song I wish I like had the brain to write is uh, A Case of You by Joni Mitchell. Oh my God, oh, yeah. Joni Mitchell. Yeah. What was yeah. lyrics? Like what? Yeah. Yeah. I could drink a case of you and still be on my feet. Mm, yeah. So good. She's legend. I know. I love her. Joni. What was that instrument that she used? That's a very heady song, too. A very heady song. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's brilliant. 
craftsmanship, like really incredible craftsmanship. Yeah, stunning, yeah. absolutely stunning. The, kind of almost the op. It's almost the opposite of a song like "Lean on Me" because "Lean on Me" yeah. is just pure. It's pure emotion. That's all it is, right? Like right there, boom, man. And but Joni Mitchell, she's pretty heady. Like, or no, everything's. Mm complicated like nothing's easy right it's like it's complicated but i think in that particular song that's the point yeah Yeah. that's the point is like her relationship is so complicated and she's taught and it and it really is such a story you know i can see her at a bar i can see her like doodling i can see her just like being drunk and sad and my neighbors are going nuts right now oh no I thought I heard yelling. Yeah, <laughs> stay safe. <laughs> but I agree with you. It's exactly uh, Joni is a storyteller. She used every single part of that song to tell the descriptors, like to, yeah. to paint the visual imagery for you of what that was to her. You know, ah, such a good choice. Cool. One day. Great choice. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, it's funny. I mean, all of this just shows you how important owning your truths are. Just literally owning your own truth, whatever it yeah. takes, just making Absolutely. sure. So, well, I appreciate both of you guys doing the truth serum together, taking the truth serum together. It's uh, a been wonderful journey, and I'm so grateful to have bore witness to it, whatever the word is in the past tense, a born witness. Uh, we're not, we're not done yet. We're not done yet. I know. Yeah. There's more to come. More to come. So stay tuned. And uh, yeah, and I'm so, and I'm and grateful. Thanks for coming on a Tuesday night and everything. It, like we're really psyched. All of the people who have been there, my team, thank you so much for all your support through this last few months. Yeah. I mean, God, that was crazy. Thank you. I'm sure it was pretty ugly for a second there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you <laughs> but for we really introducing us and making this happen, really. Yeah, I'm so grateful. I, you know, you can never know where these things go. So, but I will say that Rune has a touch and I'm, you know, one of these days we'll have you on Rune just to talk about the differences between all the artists that we work with alone that you've now written with. It's crazy. Hamish. I mean, there's just so much to you. It's beautiful. You bring out the best in people. So got, had, if I had one, very had on. work to you. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, it's a really, it's great. And uh, as a manager, you don't really have to worry, which is really nice too. Cause sometimes when people are in studios, you're like, Oh no, how's that going? <laughs> so <laughs> I never had that feeling. It's just amazing. So, so I'm anyway, and thank you all. I really, oh. I really want to, I really want people to feel it's, yeah. it's my job for Christ's sake. Also, it's like, I mean, I, there's no chance in the world I'm going to get anybody to like even remotely open up to me unless they feel safe. Right. Like, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. No, I know the, the environment is inviting as well. It's a gorgeous space. So, so check Rune out. If you guys, um, you know, if, if you have substantial work that you want to run by him, I'm sure, you know, he'll be just honest with you too. <laughs> so we're not, you know, That's my sometimes it's a, my, yeah. I am brutally honest. It's not brutal. It's, it's not a Danish well, you gotta be honest. You're, you're honest. If your stuff sucks, it's brutal. Yeah. Facts. Trust okay. Me. I would say that's <laughs> ambiguous. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you both. It's been a joy to reminisce with you. I've been nostalgic. I can't believe this was what a year ago that you guys did some of this. It's amazing to think yeah. how different the world is. So, um, so I'm really grateful to have been uh, your partner and I'm so glad I got to see you guys on all of this and hopefully we'll get to talk more in the new year about some new things coming. Yes. Thank you guys so much. Yay. And th- so thanks to Jessica. Thanks to Rune and thanks to all of you for sticking around. Please don't forget to vote. You got one more.
more week. And we'll see you next week with Elijah Balbad, who's going to be coming from D.C. and talking about what the chaos is going on there and uh, hopefully educating us a little bit on the new jazz world that he's a part of. So stay tuned. We'll see you next week. And thank you so much for joining Uncut Jewels. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Uncut Jewels. If you like what you heard, smash that like button and subscribe for more episodes. And tell a friend. We firmly believe the world works better that way. This podcast wouldn't have been possible if it weren't for the help of the Uncut Jewels team. Johanna Schock, Jana Fisher, Coco Hong, Sarah Reynolds, Jess Kane, and Viviana Mendoza. Guys, we did this. The Uncut Jewels theme song that you're listening to right now was created by our very own guitar hero, Hamish Anderson. And we appreciate everyone who's helped bring us from where we were to where we're going. To paraphrase David Bowie, we promise it won't be boring.